Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode seven of Middle of the Road, the podcast. This week, we'll be discussing the movie It, our second Stephen King adaptation in our very young podcast. But before we get into that, does anybody have anything they'd like to talk about? Ooh, yes. I finished the campaign of Destiny 2 yesterday. Um, it's definitely better than Destiny 1. Story is still leaving a little bit to be desired, but I'm definitely enjoying it. So go get Destiny 2 if you can. Um, you pew pew things, the end. And you got your, what is it, a Night Stalker? Is that what I, the subclass I did, you got? I did get my Night Stalker. Apparently so. that's really cool, guys. Yeah, it's super cool. Ben's pretty much king of the hill right now. Oh god, no. Most of my friends are way higher level than I am. <laughs> well, of the four of us. Is the only people okay. in that clan you made, me, you, and Lauren, when she eventually joins it? I am uh, joined in it. No, there's... Uh, you are? It says there's only three members in it. Yeah, and you just mentioned three people. Yeah, but I thought Ben was making one for all of his other people. I, I did, and it's... So it's the three of us... Although I haven't gotten, it keeps saying, like, go get the clan flag or something from someone, and I we don't should, know what I'm supposed to do about that. We have roughly nine members right now. I don't know why they're not in. There's clan issues on the, on Bungie, so that's okay. probably part of it. Silly Bungie. I just played the first few hours today. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I've put a few hours in. And I've only gotten one achievement, or trophy, and that's really upsetting to my... Just like I need these accomplishments to feel rewarded as a person, and is, it's not giving them to me. Is there a loot drop every time you beat a yellow barred person? Not every time, but there are like I forget the term, but it's like the target enemy you can find on the map. Yeah, if you every time you kill them, they drop one. Yeah, and every time you do a public event, you get a chest. And every time you beat a strike, you get a chest. You basically just get loot every time you do anything. So, um, is, there, is any of the gear that is colored something you can modify and change? Like, yes. green, blue? So what, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the blue ones, the blue is when you can first start modifying, but like, so if you get a scout rifle that does solar damage, and you get, you get these little things you can pick up, you can change it to void damage or arc damage. That's cool. But yes. it but it has to be it can't be a gray gun. No, I don't think so. I think okay. it's blue or higher. And then now in fusion, in order to make if you have a piece of gear you like and you want it to be high level, you have to infuse it into something of that exact type. So it's not like any primary gun can be infused into a primary. It has to be a hand cannon has to infuse into a hand cannon, Got which it. is pretty annoying. Did you Very save annoying. all your tattered, broken gear in your vault in case it comes back no. to be needed at some point? I did. If it was needed, they wouldn't let you be able to break it down. Uh, that's not I true. That What was the gun? And well, the that would Crota, be really the, the Crota gun. Well, you just might have to go refine some it or they make you buy it again or something like that. I could see I'm them doing something clever that. like that. I thought about it, just keeping it for sentimental reasons, but I was like, eh, whatever. I kept the gear and the gun. John, how's balls treating you? <laughs> um, I haven't played in a while, actually. That's a shame. They but all hang down here. I did. <laughs> um, I did start uh, the l- latest season of BoJack Horseman, which 
is a phenomenal uh, adult car adult cartoon on Netflix. If you don't know, what any it is. cartoon can Starting- be for adults. No, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, but uh, the target audience is adults. <laughs> yeah, um, Will Arnett, uh, Alison Brie, um, Amy Sedaris, a bunch of other people. Um, yeah, it's really good. The thing that always shocks me all the time is how this show balances, like, emotional depth with um, just goofiness and silliness, like, really well. So, it is probably one of my favorite shows on TV right now. I've heard great things. I've only ever briefly seen it. I like the. F- I've watched the first two seasons and I loved them, but I, I need to catch up. Will Arnett's awesome in it. Um, I think... He's a very underrated actor, in my opinion, when it comes to not just, like, goofy characters. Like, I'm sure we all loved him uh, as Job on Arrested Development. But, like... Uh, as someone who never watched that show. <gasps> what? <laughs> you oh haven't watched plenty of shows, too. What? Oh, I'm gonna need a minute here. Yeah, this is disappointing to find Go out. Go take a walk. Um, oh my god, John. If you even judge me for something I haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> so, but also, one of the things that I think is also underrated, and I know people didn't like it, but Flaked. I thought he did a really great job on Flaked, which is like sort of a semi-autobiographical take on his time living in Venice Beach, California. I um, like the show he did with uh, Christina, oh my god, Applegate. Applegate? Up All Night? Yes. That was the. It was wa- Christina Applegate and Maya Rudolph, right? He was on that mm-hmm. show. Yeah, I like. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. he was the dad. Hmm. I guess so. I, I like that show as well. But you didn't know he was yeah, on. Not enough. Not enough. He. I guess that. he wasn't. I, I remember <laughs> Christina Applegate and Maya Rudolph's Oprah character. That's that's what I remember. From that <laughs> yeah. <show. laughs> Maya Rudolph was born to play an Oprah character. Yeah. She should be in all things. She is not as tall as you think she is, based how much taller she is than everybody on those shows. I saw. Oh, I thought I was like, are we talking about Oprah? No, Maya Rudolph. (laughs) She just looks really tall on television, and I. I don't. I don't think I ever. Think so. I always viewed her as being very tall, and then I walked. I walked past her at a screening of The Master, and she was. I mean, she was almost my height, which I guess is tall, but I expect her to be taller than me. How tall are you? 510-ish. Mm, that's not that tall, but I guess it is tall for a woman. Tall for a lady. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe it's just the stature of all the characters she plays. Yeah. She's a, she's a large presence mm-hmm. in everything she does. Lauren, do you want to try to get your na- uh, your your topic onto the episode title? Um... Oh, it's not going to happen. Well, technically it will because the only thing I really did this week... Well, that's not true. I watched I watched a YouTube um, show called Carmilla because it kept showing up in my timeline from watching Winona Earp. It's like another uh, LGBTQ like obsessed fandom <laughs> that watches it. But it's just like... Did you guys... I guess... I don't know if any of you have seen it, but did you ever hear of that um, YouTube show, The Lizzie Bennet Diaries? It was based on... Um, Sounds familiar. I never saw it, though. Yeah, it was It was really good. It was based on... Um, oh, my God. Just, Lizzie Bennet? Yes, but what... Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> but <laughs> my mind... I didn't sleep, okay, guys? Uh, but it, this is another show that's just like that, where it's one camera. Like, it's supposed to be, like, the webcam of this girl. 
where they all act to that and have the scene in this room. So it's just fun to watch shows like that and see how they get creative and staging and things like that. But it's like, there are some, I don't know. I I enjoyed it, but I can't, I don't, (laughs) I'm like, what am I thinking of? The only thing I can think of is it. My whole life has been consumed by trying to read this book. (laughs) And I finally finished it at 5am this morning. (laughs) I forced myself to it. I don't know if I could, like, there were moments where I'd be like, I don't remember what I read the past five pages. I don't really care. Keep going. (laughs) And so it's like the only thing I'll say, like, my brief review of the book is that I have no idea how people love it as much as they do. It drags on forever. It, like, I always had this story presented to me as the killer clown that attacks kids. And that's, like, maybe the first quarter of the book, maybe? But for the most part, it's more Stephen King's trying to, which he does in a lot of books, he's trying to build this world where, like, Derry is the clown, and vice versa, where he's infecting everything. And so it's just going on and on about world building, and it's like, just to get back to the clown, guys. I don't care about this stuff. But, and my biggest reason for not liking it, which thankfully the movie kind of touched on a little bit, like, there was a character in it where it's like, I feel like that's Stephen King, which was... I'll get into that later. But basically, I don't understand why people love this book because it is like a pedophile's dream. Every, like I if you follow me on Twitter at all, I kept I kept posting passages that were really really disturbing and they were coming from these hero characters where like Ben would be looking at this little girl and be like, "You can see her panties." First of all, I hate the word panties and how many times <laughs> it was used in this book. But it's like it's so gross. And everyone, I swear, everyone who gave this book five stars on Goodreads should have their computer like scanned for kitty porn. <coughs> it's just that, it's not a good book. That might be a bit extreme, but it, it, Lord. It, there is an orgy. Well, no, it's not an orgy, but there's an orgy in the book basically where this girl gets trained on that for ten pages. That is kitty porn. Lauren, did you find, like, so the scenes where it's, so obviously anything that comes from the perspective of, excuse me, Beverly's dad is going to be deeply disturbing or whatever. Oh, but he did was you worse find, in the movie. Oh, was he? Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Was the scenes where, like, like you said, from Ben's perspective or the kid's perspective, like, were those... Did those come off as authentic as like, oh yeah, this would be what a teenage boy would be thinking about when he's seeing... I thought they were well done in the... No, honestly, it's like the books from the kid's perspective and the movie, I thought that was done in a way where you're just like, aw, teenage crushes. But then it's when it's like Ben as an adult is making comments on these girls. Like, should I... Oh! Is he perfect? Just just to be clear, this is not me. There is a character named Ben. I just want to throw that out there. It is a different Ben. Adult hero characters that are making these observations where you're like, this changes how I feel about this character and it's, I don't think that was the intention. Lauren's reading a version of it that has Ben's like annotated notes in it and it's like <laughs> really in depth into his psyche and it's kind of disturbing. Like, yeah, I could see this little girl's nipples. That is basically a line from this book. <laughs> the 80s. It's fucked up, dude. Oh, it was, it was actually, the book was uh, the 50s and so yeah. I, I think the movie bumped it forward just so they wouldn't have to use the n-word as much as Stephen King wrote I, it. I'm, I'm saying that the book was written in the 80s and oh yeah I think I, it was the 80s. I've I've read a couple articles I knew about the the group sex scene 
I thought it was a joke when I saw people talking no. about it. No. Nope. So yeah, that was a weird feeling I had laid over. Watch. I didn't. I didn't think. It, I knew it wasn't in the the TV miniseries. I did not expect it to be in this in any way, shape, or form. But just knowing that these characters. But I also thought the group sex scene took place during the adult version nope, of the story. I didn't realize it was the kids' version until after I saw the movie. But I was, I had that hanging over me while watching the movie that all, the, I was like, all these kids are going to run a train on this girl down the mm-hmm. line. And it was kind of upsetting. I'm not going to lie. Because I thought. Oh, it is. I had to, <laughs> like, I basically just kept skipping. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll not read this page. Oh, I'll not read. The, oh, it's another page of sex. Oh, no, God, keep going. But I keep thought going. it was upsetting <laughs> that these kids were going to do this as adults. They're going to be so destroyed. And I thought they were going to show it in the adult version. Like, I thought that was something we were going to end up seeing. Honestly, not that much better. Like, I'm not saying it's better. It's, I'm just it's saying awful regardless. It, like, plus there was just no point to it. <laughs> well, I, like, I, there is a Birth Movies Death did have an article where the guy somewhat tried to defend it. Like, he said it was, you know. He, it was okay, more, is this defending, like, you defending incest in Game of Thrones? <laughs> It was just and rape. <laughs> he was just more diving into how it, it's coming from. It's not as yep, it's bad coming. as it could have been. Uh, he said he, the, he, the, again. I haven't read it, but in, it sounds like Lauren didn't either. <laughs> but it was it was like, written it was from a, a perspective of like and... unity and bringing people together. It wasn't like sleazy. Yeah, you know how you can do that? With the thing they did at the end, with the blood. I, I, I think that that is pretty, Just totally well, the pretty good blood. way of unity. To, but I thought was the... I guess we can't get into that without getting into our spoilers. Maybe we'll talk about it later. That's true. But um, I read it as they needed a, as they needed a morale boost, and this is, was their solution, which doesn't make any sense well, whatsoever. it's a horrible solution. And it was a horrible which solution. Which is why... Like it seriously had me questioning everything I knew about Stephen King. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's rough. Okay. So yeah, no kitty porn, guys. Um, I watched. How do we the, move on from here? What we're moving on. <laughs> um, I watched the first two episodes of You're the Worst, and I highly recommended them to Lauren, who also watches the show. It's on the DVR. And it's um, I won't get into it since Lauren is going to watch it but it's in both the first two episodes one is told from each one episode is all jimmy the first episode is all jimmy oh cool and then the second episode is what was happening to everybody else basically and to um there there it, it jumps forward a couple months and it's very clear from the get-go from the finale from the, the finale jimmy jimmy left and left the city and Okay. And then you follow what he's been doing for that time, and then you get caught up with the other three in the second episode. Um, it was an interesting way to bring the show back, but I think its humor was still right on point. Gretchen is still... I think where they took Gretchen after that is real after what happened between the two of them at the end of last season is really interesting. Uh, they just did a I really good... I imagine there will be lots of drinking and more um there was <laughs> there i think they just have set up the group in a very interesting way going forward and i'm really excited to see how it plays out it feels like it they might be trying to do something a little different 
than the previous three seasons, um, which I think is good to mix your show up. But it's still very funny, so good to know. Wait, just to just to confirm, you guys have already seen a couple seasons of it, right? Yep. There's yeah, the, three there's seasons. Been three so far. seasons. Okay. Because I, I okay that uh, sorry I I must have misheard because mm-hmm. I was like I'm sure you guys talked about this on a previous podcast. Yeah, I brought yeah, it up. I was Lauren too. was brought it up for. Yeah, because uh, season three had recently been put mm-hmm. put on Hulu. Yes. Highly recommended. Um. So actually, this is sorry. Lauren reminded me of something that I also watched this past week, which was uh, The Blair Witch Project, which she's recommended to watch with no lights on. Uh, the Blair Witch uh, Project. The f- no, I was talking about the original. No, yeah, the original. Oh, okay. Uh, that's what I was talking about. Uh, not impressed. <laughs> kind of cool for the format that it did, but not very scary. An interesting movie, that's what I'll say. A very interesting movie and a compelling movie. But not scary. Anyway. Here's the here, um, here's the thing, here, oh, a, a quick diversion. I think watching that movie in the context of when it came out, like that movie, people really didn't know what the fuck was going on with that movie, and like no, how true. real it that's was, fair. like what it was, like that was like the first movie I think that got away with uh, based on a true story thing, and that wasn't based on a true well, story. Well, yeah, that's the point, though. <laughs> but it's so just, when, I, but the when movie, I was a kid, too. The when promoted... I was a kid, too. I was saying, when I was a kid, that, uh, like, I was in the age group, like, a big demographic for that movie. And there were so many people saying, oh, it's, it's not, it's not uh, fake. This is a real documentary someone found. And they had that <laughs> internet, uh, they advertised it completely on the internet, almost. So it was just that that alone made it pretty interesting. But overall, I do agree with John. It's a pretty eh movie. And I'll defend myself by saying I like it the same reason I like uh, for the same reason I like Paranormal Activity, the first one, because like growing like I saw Blair Witch a handful of years ago for the first time. And why it was effective to me was because growing up, I was really afraid of the dark and it kind of brought me back to that because like by using the camera to manipulate what you can see, it was always like, Oh God, what's off screen that I can't turn to look at. And like, that's how I always felt as a kid. I was so afraid to look around my room, but I knew something was there. So it just (laughs) kind of brought me back to that. So yeah, it's definitely not the best. And like, you could talk all you want about the ending, but it's like, overall I felt it definitely affected me. Ending was great. I like that. Zach guards a little more, to be honest. Zach, what were you saying? Uh, what were you saying again about it being like watching it in the context of the time it came out? I mean, I, I just like I mean, I think Ben touched on it. Like, people were there was serious confusion over like what was real, what what like did they find this, and it, it was it just came out in a time where the internet didn't shoot everything down into you could you couldn't Google it and. Uh, I just think seeing it in that climate, even if you kind of you obviously knew it really wasn't real, there was just so much weird mystery around it, and it just came out of nowhere, and it was unlike anything that had ever been released before with the, um, uh, the what do we call that style of hand cam? Shake, yeah, Not even shaky, shaky cam, or... like just found like, footage. Found footage. The found, found footage, footage genre yeah. was just completely yeah. i feel like the first horror found footage movie i saw 
or that said it just had like a brief part of found footage was the new texas chainsaw massacre and that was like this is based on a true story <laughs> it's like no there, it's not you guys there is a guy who ran around with a chainsaw at one point i mean he didn't do anything with it but it's a true story yeah, actually, I think Fargo, Fargo, Fargo beat well, that's, that... um, Blair Witch to based on a true story. Now that I think about it, but right. that was a different yeah. um, see. That's another genre. movie I watched in the past few years instead well, of during the time. Well, the one I always think of is uh, Strangers. You guys ever see the Strangers? Oh, you God. know how that. I hate. Well, I no, I don't hate it. I hate it because of how much it creeped me out. Okay, so <laughs> it was do a you good know? Movie. Do you know the true story it's based off of? Vaguely, I don't remember it. It was just people knocking on doors, and if someone answered, they'd ask for somebody who wouldn't be there, so they would leave. But if no one answered, they would just rob the house, and that's the entire extent that's, of that true that's story. That's very different. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that's like loosely inspired by a true story. <laughs> it's like the first the first five and a half minutes of this movie are a true story. The rest of it is completely made up. God, that movie it messed with me. Okay, so let's get into it. Ha <laughs> oh, Jesus. I see what you did there. <laughs> um, so, it. The latest. From... Are we giving the spoiler warning now? No. Nope. We're going to do, gonna do brief reviews. thoughts, what everybody thought, uh, in brief spoiler, non-filled uh, topics. It doesn't just have to be a couple sentences, by the way. You can elaborate a little bit more. Um, and then we'll jump into full spoilers discussion on Stephen King's It. Spoilers will be for only the story of the film, which is um, the loser story. The book flashes back and forth between them intermittently. We might reference the book a little bit, but we will not be spoiling anything that happens in It Part 2 as the movie would be. At least we're going to try not to. So, Ben, what did you think of it? Yes, as the person who was most excited. <laughs> yeah, so again, I've been following this since 2009, just been paying attention to it off and on. Uh, so I was, yeah, I had very, very high expectations for this movie, and it met pretty much all of them. This might be one of my favorite horror movies ever. I just... Um, the opening scene was enough to establish for me uh, Pennywise as one of the, the greatest monsters in a movie, uh, at least in the past decade. Uh, uh, I would say the unicorn from Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> <laughs> Cosine! <laughs> okay, well, I could argue that if you are terrified of unicorns, you know... <laughs> No, it's, uh, it's because it's so unexpected that makes I, the unicorn the best. Okay. Um, and I think what I didn't expect was how funny it was going to be. Like, it, the movie, it is super scary, but it also has some moments that had me laughing really, really hard. Uh, I also have to give major props to Finn Wolfhard. For playing such a completely different character than uh, Stranger Things, just like showing that kind of range was really impressive to me. Uh, I I was blown away by this movie. That I, I loved it so much. Yeah, I'll write on that and just say I thought all the kids were amazing. Like so much of the 
The movie Lives or Die is based on the performances of the kids, and they were all great. I'd say I agree with you with Finn Wolfhard, but I would say my favorite child was actually the kid who played Eddie, uh-huh. which was Jack Dylan Grazer. And <laughs> he has one of the best lines in the movie. <laughs> He's just like, these are gazebos. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'd say, I don't know if I would say it was that scary. It was definitely creepy. And had I been watching it by myself in a dark room, I would have definitely been creeped out. But like overall, I really like the movie. It's way better than the book. If you couldn't tell by my summations of the book. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. There's definitely stuff I had problems with it. Like how they did the CGI camera movements when Pennywise would move is my biggest complaint about the movie. Like they should have just let... Uh, whenever Pennywise would run at the camera, basically, they would do all this, like, editing to shake the camera. Like, the we- they would eliminate frames of him. Mo- yeah, I know what you're saying. Okay. Well, it didn't even look like that, yeah. though. It looked just bad to me. It's like, I thought Pennywise was the best when they just let Bill Skarsgård be the character and not add stuff to it and post. Exactly. Like, that, that opening scene is just... Yeah. Yeah. Like, that might, that's my favorite scene he's in in the movie. Oh, and poor Georgie. <laughs> John. John. John, tell us about the it. Uh, it clowns are very scary. That's a true story. <laughs> no, I'm not scared. But Ben's afraid of clowns. <laughs> I don't like clowns. I don't. Which that's is what actually, makes before we it's... get into this movie. That's my question. When it came out, like so many people I know are afraid of clowns because of it. So that's when why it I'm afraid came of out, clowns. Were people afraid of clowns? I don't know. I like clowns. Okay. Like, I never had a fear of them, but I was just interested to know if, like, when this book came out, had people been afraid of clowns like they are today because of this book slash movie? I mean, I'm sure think... this was very influential on a lot of people's fear of clowns. Um, I mean, wouldn't the, fir- wouldn't the first, like, scary clowns, I mean, technically it's the killer clowns from outer space? I don't That's know. That's kind of like... Well, I think Lauren's implying some people think they're scary all the time, whether yeah, they're I in a movie or not. They are. Um, like my best friend Erin shout out but she's not going to listen to this she's (laughs) terrified of clowns because of she saw this miniseries when she was a little girl so that's kind of what I'm thinking of it's like before this was there a clown maybe that people look to as Pennywise as they do today or not my clown was Bozo and you could win awesome (laughs) prizes on his game so me and clowns are cool and didn't didn't, uh, it was 89 or was it 90 when the miniseries, because that's right it's after... It's been 27 years since so. the miniseries. Yeah, exactly. But it's right after, uh, I think it was right after, ironically, uh, because it was, they had it listed on top of the movie theater, uh, Tim Burton's Batman, which that was kind of oh, a yeah. popular what, clown Batman too, the Joker. Was it a Lethal Weapon or something that was on it? Lethal Weapon like, 2. There was and also I, Nightmare can, 3. Yeah, ni- no, that was, was five. 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 Yeah. And then also, I mean, John Wayne Gacy back in the day, like, he probably also mm-hmm. really encouraged this, like, phobia of clowns now when you That's suddenly true. have not, ju- not just clowns being creepy just because of their aesthetic or what they are, but then you've got this thing that was seemingly so innocent and so um, celebratory and, like, jovial when it came to interacting with kids. And then it was, like, all of a sudden, I can imagine being a parent in, like, the 60s or 70s or whenever it was and being like holy cow if i invite a clown or hire a clown for my kid's birthday party that guy could actually be a, a murderer like i'm sure yeah. that <laughs> well and also 
influenced fear. It's like the same thing Chucky did for a lot of toys. Like, you, or, yeah, you know, there are, there aren't as many there aren't as many like you know two and a half foot dolls being sold nowadays because just basically American Girl dolls. Yeah, but those are scary too. I don't like dolls <laughs> or clowns. Well, well, you don't have to buy any. It's okay. <laughs> I apologize. So Zach, yeah, sorry. I should have. <laughs> I, I I threw us onto a huge digression. Um, it. Uh, I really liked it. I, I. It's actually. It's good that we're talking about like sort of fears. I am a scaredy cat. I. I perseverate on things. Uh, when I saw the Babadook this summer, that freaked me up for a that couple. That movie nights. was so bad. Um, when I see what you're saying, but there were there were moments of high intensity creepiness to me that I couldn't shake for a while. Um, even when I watch people play through Five Nights at Freddy's on YouTube, that freaked me out. Um, and so I was, I was very precarious going into this movie because I definitely wanted to watch it, but I was afraid it was going to mess me up for a while. And my friend who I went to go see it with, she was like, you scared? Are you going to be scared? Are you going to freak out? I'm like, no, I'll be fine. Whatever. Um, and I wasn't, honestly. There weren't actually... I feel like this movie was scary, but I think it, it was scary in the sense that it focused on the fears of a child. Mm -hmm. And so it focused more, not necessarily on the startling or the jump scares or whatever, but like the creepy ominousness, ominousness of... <laughs> Ominimity? Yeah. Armistance? No. <laughs> um, of things that like either are super, super familiar or super, super not familiar. So, like, the very beginning, like you said, Ben, with Georgie in the basement, like, that was a fear I could relate to very heavily. Oh, um, yeah, I just, agree. Just, like, the different, the different things in the shadows. Yeah. And then, and um, then like, the that first little scare, you think something's going to happen, and it's just like, oh, oh, it was completely harmless. Like, I've yeah. I, I've been there a bunch. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, the, I think the was, eyes that weren't eyes. Yeah. 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 So I think that I think that was really good because every jump scare was really pre premeditated with uh, like a, a scene where you knew it was gonna come like everything quieted down the soundtrack quieted down and then you're like okay something's gonna jump out at the screen for me and I think that made it easier to deal with um, but then also I was surprised by how much this was really just a coming of age story and a story of friendship and how like. I, I was surprised at how, like, happy ending-y it was. Like, um, it just had a very positive message, I feel like. And so, like, it, it was hard for me to compare it to, like, say, a coming-of-age tale, a classic one like Stand By Me, which is also a Stephen, Kill Stephen King uh, creation. And being like, this is just, this film is so inundated with nostalgia and friendship and like summer friendship and it was just that tone uh contrasted with this tone of like ominousness and uh like feeling like an outsider what is and going on in the safety. background i'm dropping pens um no, but it sounds like someone's building a house no i'm sorry that was that was my fault they're very um, very big pens yeah <laughs> lincoln log pens this was the I the best way I can sum it up is what, this was the first film in a long time that I've seen in a theater that I would be like I would actually own this film or I would go see this again, so yeah I really I really enjoyed it. Um, if we're going to talk really briefly about characters, Sophia Lillis I think 
did an amazing job, I think, to that balance was, that the was sense Beverly? of vulnerability. Beverly, yeah. Okay. To balance the sense of vulnerability with what was happening in her life, with the sense of strength, um, to be there for her friends, and to help her friends get through their own issues, I think she did an amazing job. I agree with that, yeah. Zach, what were your thoughts on this movie? Well, I guess I'm the wet blanket. Um, <laughs> I I thought it was I thought it was fine, but I I didn't find it scary. I didn't find it very funny either, Ben. Um, <clears throat> I think the script really let down a really good group of kids, though, who are all very. What you don't like a bunch of jokes about measuring your penises? Nope. Um, in my defense, like, it's totally just stupid humor, but that's why I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty immature, even for the kids that were saying it. Uh, 13-year-olds? person who likes your highness. Uh, <laughs> they, it, I would say, on the humor side of things, it, one out of every ten jokes made me chuckle. But I can agree with I heard ben. you laughing. I agree. I, I didn't say I didn't laugh. I laughed a, a couple well, I was times. Gonna say, like, well, I was going to say one of the hardest times I've heard you laugh in a while was when they were in Ben's room. You got a pretty big kick out of that. <laughs> that was the but, best. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. And that was a fantastic joke. It wasn't the dialogue that was that that was brilliant. Just, that was probably the best part of the I movie. I just loved it at the same time because Beverly <laughs> saved him humiliation. She's yeah. Like, it was a yeah. joke for just, just between those two. It was, yeah, that was a great like a moment. It's like an in-joke that's... Yeah. I mean, that showed... Uh, it showed the strength of the the kids as actors. All that, like... the the I agree with the kid from Stranger Things. Like, it was cool to see him have the range to do something completely different. But I just didn't like every time he opened his mouth, basically. Uh, it got old pretty fast I would me. say I would... <laughs> The reason that I can definitely see what you're coming or where you're coming from, I can agree with that. It's just I had his character in the book did nothing but impressions every time he spoke. Yeah. And most of them were really racist. So I was like, oh, I like this Richie because he's not <laughs> that Richie. <laughs> I will say, I will also say, Zach, I agree with you in terms of like maybe it not being incredibly funny, but I think the experience of watching it with an audience of people, maybe half of whom were familiar with the source of material the other half not at all when we're just looking to survive this scary movie quote-unquote scary movie um all the like all the all the scenes where they were like excuse me uh obviously like going for the laughs and everyone was laughing like you feel like inherently compelled to laugh along because it makes it more of a group experience to like yeah and find moments moments to laugh at tension release yeah but I will say, like you said, there were genuine moments of uh, humor, like with the uh, with the scene in Ben's room. Um, that I thought was very funny. And then uh, it's like the but the ones that were best, like, are the ones, not the not the juvenile ones that Jack's were, uh, Zach is mentioning. But I'm talking about like the one in Ben's room, uh, the one when they're leaving the Eddie's gazebos. house. Yeah, the gazebos when they're leaving Eddie's house and. Uh, uh, Richie's just like, oh, can can I have a kiss? Do you want a kiss for me too? Like, I thought that was <laughs> great. That that kind of stuff I thought was awesome. I thought the humor that stemmed from the characters, which I think you just described, worked. Like, 
oh, let's have a little kid say fuck or sexual innuendo did not work for me at all in the movie. But, moving on. Uh, since this is a horror movie and the fact that I, I was not scared at all was not the best. But I did enjoy the sense of adventure of the kids a little bit and them trying to get into it. And I really enjoyed once they really started digging in. I, did, I think I was really thrown off for about the first half of the movie when they were just, it was just like randomly showing up. Like, what was the point of it all? And once they dug into... Uh, it wanted to eat kids. I get that. But he, <laughs> why was he playing games with them and stuff? I, I don't know. And, well, fear. There, there's a reasoning behind it. They'll probably go over it down the road. I, well, I, he actually said it numerous times in the movie. No, it was fear-based. I, I get it. That's when the movie was more interesting to me, when they were actually discussing it. It, it uh, felt so random wanna... to me in the beginning. My question for you is this, and I actually do agree with you in many ways that I wasn't scared by it, but I'm not scared by a lot of horror films. So I was like, how are you with most horror films? I can be creeped out by a, a, a horror film for sure. Um, yeah, because it's like horror films that get to me are generally things like Dark Skies, where it's like aliens just because of my fear of E.T. Scary aliens always gets to me in maybe home invasion stuff. Is that but the that's Mila more like Jolovich I get freaked one? out. Where, no, that was like the fourth something. Um, fourth kind. That movie got freaking yeah, crazy. Yeah, Dark at the end Skies of it. was the one. I think Carrie Russell was in it, maybe. Okay, did it take really? place? I don't think I. That, they didn't sell that as a. They didn't sell that as an alien movie, though, did they? No, uh, if you it, it look was at the image, it looks abduction-like. Was it? Okay. <laughs> it was. It, that was the one. Carrie Russell's the one from uh, the Americans, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Felicity. Do, 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 do. But yeah, like overall I wasn't scared of this movie, but like like John was talking about, it's kids' fears. So I understood why it worked in the in the story of the movie. Yeah, I mean I I mean in hindsight, like it makes sense, but in the moment it didn't mean anything, you know, while watching it the first time. Yeah. Like the imagery of the what was the uh uh the homeschool kid what was his name uh, uh mike. mike mike like i thought that was the creepiest of the ones that they did in the where they what was his the the, the burning well, are door gonna, are we doing spoilers here or? uh no th- this is fairly early um but okay. but like i said that was the only one that was kind of unsettling to me everything else was just like yeah, like, Here's I Pennywise messing stands. with people. And I think it was interesting where I think the the formatting of pulling this out separate from the book could be interesting is I could see, did they set up the fear at all beforehand? And then you flash back to the kid's story so you kind of know there's some, why there, this scene happened or the te- intensity of it? Or was it as random in the books as well, Lauren? I have no idea what you just okay. asked me. Um, it's like the the book starts out like the movie. It's the first scene with um, Georgie. Uh-huh. So it's like, you know, stuff's going on in this town. And then it starts bouncing back between um, the two timelines. I, I just I, I was curious if the book bouncing back helps set up these initial encounters with it. No, no. Okay. Not really. It just dragged the book longer. Okay. Can I... Uh... Mentioned something about uh, Stanley's his specific fear. His fear was so bad. It was just well, like a. 
it was CGI and I hate it. Well, um, I think I think the reason uh, th- that's there, it's kind of paying homage to uh, his previous movie, Mama, because it reminded me a lot of of Mama. Like it looks Mama? just like her. like M A M A. Yeah, yeah. just like a chest uh, the, thing. That's not what I think about at all. It looked like it just to me. I, from what I remember about Mama, she was like a black dress woman. Billowing. But her face dress. was. Yeah. But her face was that same kind of distorted. <laughs> okay, maybe I don't remember that because when I think of Mama, I just think of the wig racing across the floor. Okay. <laughs> I will. Say I did not. That. I'm sure you liked that movie. I hated it. I loved it. I will. I will say. I like I the beginning st- of that movie. Go on, sorry, John. I found Stanley's fear actually, and like kind of the uh, the build up or the tension and the atmosphere in that scene. I found it to be the most compelling because it reminded me. It reminded me of the um, of the scene with Georgie at the beginning when you're walking down into this precarious place, and nothing about the actual physical location should scare you. But it's just yeah. this one thing which looks ominous or looks unsettling that is freaking you out or the thing that's messing with you. And um, that was, to me, like sort of what defined a lot of my fears when I was a kid. Um, so I found that that particular like fear and like scene like really compelling. I think the rest of Stanley's kind of character was well, yeah, fairly I will agree. but... I'll agree with you. The inver- whenever they set it up to the environment where ever- like just the ambiance was scaring the kids, I definitely agree with that. But as soon as they showed like the actual fear of his personified or whatever, and it was just a CGI face, I lose all like fear of the moment. It just looks bad. Yeah. Anyways, I thought it was fine. It was better <laughs> than Stranger Things. I liked it. Oh, God. <laughs> I liked it. It's not my favorite horror film, but I liked it. Um, so what? should we should we get into the spoilers? Sure. Let's do it. Spoilers. Okay, can I start? Can I... Spoilers. Okay, Ben. Can I start? Because I want to talk about this. I've wanted to talk about it for a while. So the turtle. There's. Yes. <laughs> yes, I hate this turtle so much. There's a turtle. Um, Are you really talking about the turtle? Yes. I, why did I get yelled the... at for talking about the turtle then? You already spoiled it, so I, it Well, matter. you spoiled how it connects to other books. We're talking about just the turtle and it. There is no so, turtle in it. Okay. Yes, there is. There is. They mention, the hey, there's a turtle down here, and then it cuts He's away. He's talking Zach, about Zach, the book let, and let, why the movie makes ex- it better by fixing it. So, in, in the book. In the book of it, you learn that it kind of has this this enemy, and it's a a turtle that crawls through space and time. And at one Created point, the universe by yes, by the turtle is up, God, and he throws up universes. That so that ruins the book, in my opinion. Like when I heard that that actually happens in the book, I was near the end. I st- I was probably three quarters, somewhere between halfway three quarters. I stopped reading because that was just so stupid. Like, it takes the entire fear out of it. If this this creature that is like this eternal evil is afraid of a giant slow moving reptile that has you know, but in gastric, the book he gastric wasn't. It was issues. never shown that he was afraid of the turtle. Like, 
yeah, very but much everything in this book, a lot of it comes down to why the heck did King put this in the book? It doesn't belong there, like all the comments about panties. But like the turtle doesn't belong there either. There's no point for it to be there at all. It's basically just like it shows up. It's like, I can't help you kids. Okay, bye. That's just, the turtle. And it, but it just, it took the horror out of it for me. It's, that's, and it, it, the turtle is not in the miniseries. It's not in It 2017. It hopefully won't be in It Chapter 2. That's that's just. I don't. I, I, I think hate. that would have been more interesting. I don't know. They foreshadowed that, the turtle. No. It, like no. I. I mean, I've I read a little bit about the book after the fact and how the movie is lacking the cosmic element that it is. I don't know. I thought that would have been interesting. But it doesn't make the book better. As someone who read all fifteen hundred pages of the book. The cosmic element doesn't help, and it's kind of I think what, it's kind of scarier when you don't know what it is, like exactly. where, where it's from. Like that's, it's like the same thing. If you saw the shark in Jaws five minutes into the movie, it wouldn't be as scary. And actually, the shark came shooting out of the stars from someplace beyond, and that's yeah. where it. <laughs> well, and I think with the turtle, with the turtle, yes. we've talked about this before about how. Have we talked about... I feel like we've talked about this. How sometimes <laughs> when a movie introduces an element to the story which kind of changes the tone or whatever, um, it could either be good or bad, but most of the time, if it's such a disruption to the perceived tone or perceived genre, it can be bad. So, like, that's why I didn't like The Prestige, because The Prestige went from being a psychological thriller to a science fiction thriller. Um, that's why I actually liked... Uh, split because I think it actually made sense and had a purpose to it. Um, I don't think I, w I don't like it's hard because within it, again, like you said, Ben 2017, it doesn't go into that at all until that scene where he's toying with Beverly and Beverly's like, I'm not afraid of you. And then he's like, You will be. And he opens his mouth and his jaw elongates, and then you start to see the deadlights. And then you're like, What's going on? Um, and I'll actually say that. The only change I really noticed going from the book to the movie, besides just cutting stuff out that was unnecessary, was like in it. It wasn't a rescue story. Like they went and fought it because someone had to, and that was the only reason they did it. He, like it didn't take Beverly. Yeah. Well, so I think um, I don't know. They like it'll be interesting to see whether or not that adds to the story or it completely changes it up. The thing that makes me, the aspect about that part of the story that frustrates me is, why is it taking the form of a clown then? Like, okay, if this is like a big malevolent cosmic being that feeds off fear and is terrorizing children and the children are going to fight it and then come back as adults and fight it and vanquish it, that's kind of cool because it, it sets up this like big good versus evil story, but... Why a clown? Why um, this dancing like Renaissance? The reason for like the clown, clown, I don't know if it went into it at the miniseries at all, but the reason for the clown was because it was something that brought kids joy. So they would be like, they would be drawn to this character, and then when they were yeah. closer, he could then like freak them out and eat them. Basically, it would, it's even scarier if it's something you like that just suddenly turns which is to it's something definitely scary. one thing they changed in this one where I saw some people complaining about it how the design of Pennywise was meant to be scarier than maybe the first one like it wasn't a welcoming clown that's well, for sure. yeah but I think 
I think it adds to, and like we were saying, the, the cosmic or spatial element to it. Yeah, they don't explicitly say it, but I think the way Pennywise looks and the way he acts this time around kind of adds to that. Because it, even in his conversations with Georgie, it's like you can tell he's not, like, he's imitating being human. It's he, d- yeah. he doesn't. It's not a human, and it's just trying to be human. But it's still really awkward, even when it's trying to be. I just love it just made me think you're talking about the scene with Georgie I loved how uh he would drool when he was talking yeah yeah because he was like super hungry or something or just yeah yeah. do you Um, think I think the movie I feel like the movie made it maybe like if he has to pre-scare all these kids into being scared enough so that he can eat them I feel like they didn't earn the Georgie thing then like in hindsight like Georgie was like ready to I don't know. To, as soon as as soon as the clown, as a child, as soon as the clown opened its jaws, yeah, I would have been terrified. I would have peed yeah. my pants, and then his arm got ripped off, yeah. and I would be even more scared. Yeah. I mean, but but I don't know. Like it, 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 the rules of the game made it seem like later that he couldn't, he could have, he couldn't even start eating you unless you were like terrified of him. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, just, it's a nitpick, but he, it's, it's, it's... I don't, I don't know if he, he physically couldn't or if it was just not satisfying. Uh, that's a good no, point. He, he, he mentions no, yeah. he can. Um, he can. But it's like, uh, fear is like salting meat. It like makes it taste good. Mm. He doesn't want to eat... seasoning. Yeah, he doesn't want to eat a terrible meal. He wants it to taste that, good. That was another interesting thing about the book. It felt, the movie, I mean, the movie very much felt like something made... And this is a problem across a lot of adaptations nowadays, made for people who know the source material, and not for people who are. And I think this is a big I reason. Can, wh- I can agree with that. Why yeah. I felt like what what the fuck is the point of all this at the you know and like why I was looking for some sort of grounding earlier on rather than He's later. He's just a killer entity. Why are anyone killers? Yeah, but when it's when it's been established, it's not. If it was some random human person, yeah. that that it's reads more scary to me. Like this is just some weird monster fucking with people, and I I don't know. It was. It, I think yeah, it, it removed child, me from the fear of the, the movie. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of in between you two. Like what John was saying about playing up the fears of kids and just. Like, all the stuff, like, I know if I was in the stacks as a little girl, I would have been terrified before I even saw a headless child chasing me. So it's like, I don't know, it's like, I understand where you're coming from with Pennywise kind of being a monster. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, it's a monster. But it's like, you just have to remember, it's the child's view. And yeah. I think Things are much scarier as children. Some, and I think and that's why. That, that's why, oh, sorry. So something that also makes them scarier is the fact that, you know, only... You know, from yeah, our that's perspective, what I was just only say. you can see him. Yeah, like, like when parents can't help yeah. you. Yeah, when Beverly's dad him. came in and had no idea that the that the room was covered with blood. Yeah, that, but, and when people would see stuff like uh, just, there was the scene where the car drove past um, the kids beating up Ben. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like adults, if they see it, it's just like they have a block to them, where it's like. Up, oh, that's just dairy. Keep on driving. Yeah, the the bully kids were a bit much for me as well. They're worse in the book. Yeah. Um, like he duh. will take. There's a bunch, a bunch. Like God, I know that killing animals is a, basically a prere- 
prerequisite for being a murderer. But God, do we really have to read? It's just like the sex scenes. It's like, I don't want to read this stuff, guys. Well, like, and thank it, God he didn't ex- kill the cat. To a certain the- extent, it also makes it like a little bit unbelievable. Like, yes, like bullying and ridicule and teasing um, is something that's deeply relatable as part of the childhood experience. But on average, how many of us had like uh, tormentors that also were sociopaths? Like, coincidentally. Well, like, the fact, you have to read into it where it's like he's as bad as he is because of dairy. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. The influence of the monster. The same way Beverly's dad is as bad as he is. Like, he might, he was going to be creepy on his own, basically, but it's like, at some point when it, like, in the books, it would, like, up his game as he was getting scared of the kids where the town was getting more and more violent towards each other basically it's like so i yeah a lot of stuff i can understand what you're saying where a lot of stuff in the movie doesn't read as well if you don't understand the world as much yeah and that's right i think it would have been more interesting like why why did we why was not the film opening with ben studying the sound of dairy giving us a little bit of background instead of that happening like 45 minutes into the movie um because it wasn't pertinent to the story yet. And that's and that's how the book the book opens the same way. Well, the, you don't have to open. You don't have to do things the exact same way. That, I don't. I'm not. I'm not opposed to the Georgie opening, but like, I, it would have been cool to. Go, I think looking back, it would have been interesting to go from there to Ben kind of giving us a download on the history of dairy and why. Because the next scene we see is Georgie's brother yucking it up and saying fuck with his buddies. Like it's no big <laughs> deal. And granted, the kid who played Bill, Bill's Georgie's brother, right? Yeah. yeah. The kid, yeah. he was great. And he he totally sold me on that pain and loss over the course of the film. But it was it was, it was was jarring to me. I was like, whoa, we're jumping in straight into... I get they want to build up this friendship, uh, but it was an interesting transition looking yeah, back on Yeah, my only that. defense for that is just that it's commonplace in this town. Yeah. And that's kind but of. But I the didn't know that. You're supposed to get, I guess. Well, yeah. no, yeah. Like I completely yeah. agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's mysterious until Ben explains it, but then once he does, it kind of makes sense. And then it's added with uh, when Mike Mike says his grandfather believes that everything bad in this town is because of yeah, something. The, the information isn't really necessary until you need the kids to like come together yeah. and agree that they and, need to and stop that, it. And that's where th- I enjoyed the movie the most. Uh, was when that happened. Yeah. So, um, not, not, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> it just, I'm sorry. I was just talking about everyone, all the kids coming together. It made me think of the rock fight where he was just like rock fight. And he gets hit with rock in the <laughs> face. I did not, I did not like the rock fight. Some, they would have got a lot more. Oh yeah. It wasn't that. done well yeah. at all, but that moment yeah. I liked. Um, we don't need to get into this here because I don't think you guys read the article I shared with you guys, but, um, I think Kerry Fukunaga, who is still accredited to this movie as a, as a screenwriter, as a screenwriter yeah. uh, there was an article, this, uh, his script leaked this summer. Um, and it was an article I shared with these guys about just, it was just basically a script review getting into his version of the movie, which is quite similar. It does seem like they kept a lot of beats and stuff here and there, but that I, I just, the, the reason I bring it up is it seems like he did, it sounds like his script, his script at least, did invest in slowly building the dread of Derry and these kids, and it didn't jump straight into it 
is hiding in behind everybody's corner, terrorizing everybody. And um, I, I just, I was very interested in this movie, like Ben was when it was. Akari uh, uh, Fukunaga wanted to do two movies, wanted to shoot them at the same time, and. Uh, it, and then apparently they fired him because well it was creative differences whatever but the reasons they said it is because like they were they were wor- <laughs> Warner Brothers was worried about the financial risk of making a 30 million dollar horror movie um, and they didn't want to do two movies greenlit from the get go well I think uh, the American public proved Kerry Fukunaga was right and maybe they should have let him made it but we got something decent still in the long run but uh yeah, Warner Brothers is cannot wait to start pumping out that sequel now. And I'm going to say, like, just knowing what I know about what the sequel is going to be and what we've talked about with child fears mm-hmm. and why that makes this movie work, I don't know if the sequel will work. I've read we're going to... I've read that there... An interview with a director who said, I think they're going to... A lot of the stuff that actually was in that Fukunaga script, which was a lot more flashbacks to the actual, some of the the previous 25, 27-year, like, milestones of uh, Pennywise yeah. killing. I the, think the different, the different events. Yeah, I think, which they mentioned in this, yeah. I think they're going to, that's how they're going to fill the adult section, is they're going to. So it's like, it's Annabelle creation. They're going to flashback to, and in, in visual, show us a lot of the historical things where so yeah we'll see the black spot in the easter bomb whatever it was (laughs) real real quick also wasn't didn't fukunaga keep the child sex scene ben in his ben said that the script review as well but that's but the 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 review that i read did not mention that at all so last last i heard he wanted to keep basically all of the sexual encounters in the movie so it was like the child orgy doesn't uh, doesn't Henry Bowers have? Um, oh, there's a masturbation scene where yeah. <laughs> Henry gets a hand job from Patrick, who's like even more of a sociopath than Henry yeah. is. So it's just like so, I, yeah, it's really weird. All the gay characters in like right after that scene where Patrick gives Henry a, um, a hand job, he's killed. It's like so. It's like this, this. I don't know. It's like what is. I, that's why I keep going back to this. Like, what did Stephen King think at this point in his life? So I will say, in defense to Warner Brothers uh, removing or Fukunaga leaving, I don't think I would have wanted that stuff in this movie. It would have been a lot, just a lot to deal with. I, I don't want that in my movies. Well, that's because you're a decent. Human I think everybody <laughs> has pretty much agreed Aww, thank that. You that was a mistake and I don't see that getting adapted into anything. Maybe they'll move it to the adult story like I thought it was going to be. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> or just like the porno spinoff. Do you know who they think is going to play Beverly? In, because of the mama connection? Is this a loaded question? They're, Do you know well, this? No, just, they, they Jessica think, Chastain? They think Jessica they, Chastain? They're going to try to get Jessica Chastain to be the lead in that movie. Oh, that'd be so great. Oh, man, I'd love that. I want to see who That'd they. It'll okay. it'll only, like I love her, but I still don't put stake in this movie being good. We'll I'm, see. I'm curious who they'll who they'll yeah. put for uh, for Richie and Ben because those two characters, like, because Ben is his future self is skinny. Well, just well not yeah like that. 
And then uh, for Richie, it's kind of like, are they going to find someone who can be basically the same, just act like Finn Wolfhard, but older? I, I, I don't... Yeah, because that was his character. I, can I say, like, I really, I see what, I did, I enjoyed Finn's performance. By the way, shout out to Finn Wolfhard. Like, probably one of the leading child actors of the modern oh, era. Oh, he is horrible it, in Stranger Things. Horrible. Um, we won't get into that. Unwatchable. I can't, I can't because, even because remember him in that. You're, you're wrong, he was the but main fine, character. don't worry about it. Um, uh, no, Eleven was my main character. <laughs> okay, so, like, I think he was the love I, interest of your main character. And I don't, I don't think, think the was... show needed a love interest. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I don't think he did as much of a stretch going from a character like his character in Stranger Things, who was like the de facto leader of the group. He was super intense and was super like, we need to do this, this, and this, and this. Um, to not the leader of the group in Derry, but the or the leader of the losers, but the the obvious comic relief, the obvious that one friend who was always over the top, but over the top for the sake of being over the top, and you loved him anyway. I don't think that was a mu- as much of a stretch, but again, still super compelling and super fun to watch. See, I'm one of those um, children who would have hated that friend and wanted them out n- of the group. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I kind of want to see David Schwimmer play him as an adult. I don't know why. Ugh. I just got that vision, and let's I mean, make it happen. I mean, he's, David I say, I say to bring Seth Green he... back. He could dye his hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I need to go back. Seth Green, I need to go back Future and Richie. watch the miniseries because I for I cannot remember Seth Green. As see, I haven't seen it, kid. but I was going through the IMDb page. It's like, oh my yeah. god, there's so many people in this. Yeah, yeah, he's you would you guys would probably like his Richie a lot more. He's not nowhere near as vulgar. Um and like I said, it's like I just I think to me it's funny just a, like a 13-year-old saying that kind of stuff. That's why I think it's funny. It's funny when they're like two and it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just he could have had a little more substance probably. Can we talk about um can we talk about how people felt Bill Skarsgård versus Tim Curry. Um, um, I guess oh. I'll just be quiet for the next yeah, five I've minutes. I've never seen the miniseries, so I, I don't know. I thought ben, I thought what, I can t- let thoughts? me speak to Bill Skarsgård. I thought he was very great in the first scene, and then they did not really give him an opportunity to do anything the rest of the movie. They just CGI'd him into a oh, different for creature. Sure. For, yeah, for every sure. time he got to do stuff without the aid of computers, I thought he was great. <laughs> I think. Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise is not better, but better suited to the story itself. Like, Tim Curry, his Pennywise is much more of the, like what you were saying, Zach, the boat, not Bozo, um, uh, but your your kind of clown, like the very jovial, comical, just funny. and So it was more truthful to the book. Yeah, but Skarsgård's is just much more like, oh yeah, clowns are really creepy. That's what most people. That's the a very popular opinion of clowns nowadays. Um, like I was, I was searching because a friend of mine, uh, a coworker of mine, gives me a hard time about not liking clowns. So, as a joke, I was searching for like a clown toy to buy for her, and <laughs> it's weird because it took me a long time to find one that wasn't a creepy clown. Not like just. They're all like you know with chainsaws, scary masks. So, <laughs> but uh, I think it's it's a 
the change is reflecting on how clowns are seen in popular culture now with Bill Skarsgård to Pennywise, uh, Bill Skarsgård to Tim Curry. I, 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 I would choose Skarsgård over Tim Curry just because I think he's a scarier character and it's a horror novel and a horror movie. My question, do you, with the whole, um, like, traveling circus cart that guy had in the sewers at the end, do you think, with how old he is, maybe we can project that he was originally maybe not a scary one, but because this, like, it's in the 80s now, with, like you said, the yeah. film has gone, it's kind of like a change. Like, I can kind of see that. It's like, well, I kind he... of wonder, it's like, was he a clown, like a traveling clown, and that thing just eventually well, sunk into the sewers with him or was it just a set piece i think he i think he originally yeah was under the guise of a of an actual clown but like not not our current clowns but like more like maybe a court jester kind of clown mm-hmm. very long long time ago um and we do see another clown in the movie up on a stage so yeah that could clown have been is kind of like that clown and that clown is also creepy but <laughs> um uh i think it's just kind of like he he was like okay, I'm gonna be this this clown because kids like clowns, and he hasn't changed his persona of that clown. He's like, why bother? It's it's a clown. It's a clown. It doesn't matter. And yeah, what would he change into today? Like a Call of Duty character? <laughs> the one of the one of one of the characters from Inside Out. Oh he'd, yeah. He'd, he'd be he'd be joy, and then he'd turn to anger and rip your limbs off or something. He'd just be like, he'd just be like one of the cars from Cars and eat everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like just Christi- gonna like Pac Man people. It's Christine. I will say, like, I think I did. Like you said, like this this it this iteration of it was less of like the bozo type clown, which. Uh, kids would be immediately drawn to because he seems jovial, he seems fine, or whatever. Um, but I did think he, this one was more... I think what he... What Bill Skarsgård's it lacked in the aesthetic appeal to children that Tim Curry's did, I would say in terms of his character, there was more whimsy with Bill Scar Like... Like, that scene with Georgie in the sewer, like, he was joking around with him, he was, like, shaking, he was having fun, I'm it was obviously the very... dancing clown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it was obviously, like, when Georgie was laughing and having fun at, with this creature, I, I was, regardless of who I knew he was, really, and what his intentions were, I found it super believable that this kid was genuinely having fun. And I think that's what made it even more terrifying. Yeah, like, and in that that scene that you, like, they showed him letting his guard down, because it's like, he would be kind of, like, hesitant about it at first, but then kind of, like, be like, okay, this guy's cool, and then he would kind of get creeped out again, but it's like... Yeah. And so, I, like, I I forget if I told you guys or someone else, but the Tim, when I rewatched the Georgie scene with the, in the Tim Curry version, um to kind of compare once they released that one and i don't know i just found him to be creepy in the sense of like he sounded like a dude that had smoked and drank too much <laughs> and was doing this clown gig because he had no other choice and it was just like it was creepy for the sake of like he's an, he was this, an actual clown not a monster yeah, like, like an actual like, <laughs> degenerate clown 
Yeah, like, this. oh, this dude is, like, probably a mess in real life and lives in a terrible apartment and it's, like, hasn't bathed in a couple of days. Like, that was the creepiness for me with the Tim Curry versus, yeah, Bill Skarsgård, I did find at times, like, genuinely yeah, terrifying. Yeah, because it's, like, watching, it's, like, a movie and it's, like, you, even if he wasn't a clown, it was just, like, you know, like, someone you knew was a bad person, like, walking away with a kid. And you're, like, you want to be, like, no, no, don't go with him. He's a bad person. Yeah, yeah. Man, I want to see, like, with how much Zach you didn't like, like, didn't think it was scary or anything, I wish we had gotten to see, uh, in, in the book, one of the things he turns into is a werewolf, except yeah. the way he's described is basically teen wolf, because he's wearing jeans, <laughs> he's wearing jeans in, like, a letterman's jacket, but he's supposed to be scary, it's like, oh, if that had happened in the movie, Zach, you would have just <laughs> ripped it apart. I mean, I found Pennywise to be borderline humorous on a couple occasions in the movie it was a little too silly for me i think uh the first his first appearance in the sewer after he kidnaps beverly when he's dancing that's oh that looks so bad yeah everyone that that was died in the theater yeah that was was funny oh i didn't find it funny i was just like why because it was like the editing again where it just looked bad I, I don't I, know. Do you I think, liked that do you think, actually. That effect, I liked. A, do you think it was a byproduct of maybe like they were trying to do something with 3D? Like those scenes would have had a different. Like, was this movie released in 3D? 3D? I don't think Not so. Not that I know. Of. The the projection okay. scene actually had a really cool effect to it. I thought of him popping out like the the way it. Yeah, looked. that was cool because at first when you yeah. were looking at it, it's like, wait, did he pop out? Yeah. Oh, he did pop yeah. out. because that was that, yeah. and I think wasn't that originally a um, in the book it was a photo album, right? Yeah, where it was just kind of like a yeah. movie on the Cause, page because they did the same thing in in the the miniseries. And it comes off as really cheesy. Well, like, he didn't pop out of the photo album. He like it actually happened where Bill's hand went into the photo. Yeah, but it's it's still to me it's not as like I think the and it's added with like the clicking of each slide, and just the way that was done felt much better, at least in a movie sense yeah. to me. I, I I thought that was a pretty good change. And there was minor, this but... moment of relief when they kicked it over. We're like, okay, the scene's done. And then it started going on the other wall. Yeah, and then he just shows up and he's like 20 feet tall. Like, oh. What was that supposed to say about Bill's mom? It's like, <laughs> like, we never got to see his mom in the movie. And then, like, the only thing we know about her is that she could turn into Pennywise because of her hair. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I I just sent you guys something, but... Um, and it's obviously a fan-made thing, I think, but it's uh, a list of like different different actors and actresses they'd want to see to play the adult versions of these characters. I know someone um, wanted Jake Gyllenhaal. They asked the little kids who they wanted to play them. I'll I'll ask him when I see him. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one this actually seems pretty cool. They've got Aaron Eckhart, Edward Norton, um, Patrick something or another. He played Owlman and. Wilson. Patrick Wilson? Patrick yeah, Wilson, I like Patrick yeah. Wilson. I'm okay um, with that. Hugh Jackman they have. No. Wait, is, is who? Bill? I'm I, looking no, at this. I think Bill. Bill's yeah. yeah uh, these are, I'm not, yeah, I'm not liking. I like how they have Bill. Next to him who plays Bill needs to John be someone Ritter's who character. looks like, who was the uh, actor who played like Goose and was in ER? Anthony Edwards. That's more it, how I imagined wait, Bill grown up because he was bald. They have they have here Edward Norton as Eddie. 
I, I can see that. The one, the one I actually think I really like, and it's not happening because Pennywise has already been cast, but they have Andy Serkis for Pennywise here. Andy Serkis yeah. is their go-to for everyone. <laughs> and then who's the guy who, uh, who he was in Planet of the Apes, he was John Connor. Andy Serkis, no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, um, yeah, no, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's, he would be Ben, it looks like. I mean, okay. Eh. I actually see him with that haircut. He looks more like a Stanley to me, but... Well, yeah. there's a thing about that that I can't say. Yeah, like, actually, I wish Patrick Wilson... Oh, I don't know. Uh, Patrick Wilson, I think... I mean, he was he was pretty good in The Conjuring, right? Oh, no, no, I love Yeah, Patrick he was Wilson. great in that. I love him in every movie he's in. He's like another Colin Farrell. Like, if I see his name in something... Well, I, I guess I have to go see Speaking it, of The Conjuring, I thought about The Conjuring in, while watching this because it felt like... The woman from the photo reminded me of Conjuring 2. Well, it was just that this <laughs> this movie felt like it wanted to jump right into like the roller coaster ride that a horror movie can feel like and be fun mm-hmm. and scary, but didn't build up the way The Conjuring did. So, like, The Conjuring has, like, an hour of, like, build-up where there is only a couple scares, and then it basically decides, and after you care everybody, now everything's going to go to hell. And yeah, you... it's like a slow burn. Well, that's almost. also yeah. because possessions and stuff like that happen slowly. That's true. But but I, it, I, I just, that the roller coaster aspect of, like, it wasn't hitting me for the same reasons I shared earlier. Like, I wasn't invested with the characters enough, I think, in the beginning to really care about them and the fear that was being instilled in them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but before I forget, one Easter egg I noticed um, in the new It, they have, uh, you know when uh, Richie goes into the room with all the clown dolls? Mm-hmm. Um, which is like a perfect nightmare for someone like me, but uh, right, so in front of his coffin, on the left side is a doll of Tim Curry's Pennywise. Uh, oh, yeah, nice. I remember seeing Which, a YouTube video yeah, for that. I thought that was really cool. I'm like, all right, way to honor, you know, way to kind of throw it back to that. I, I thought that was really cool. Well, and I think that was one of the scenes where once, and I knew, like, it was in a trailer, and so, like, yeah. I knew it was coming, but once it happened, I was just like, okay, was, this is upsetting and unsettling. So, yeah. was that was there the one a thing scene that kind of in, messed me Oh, up. never mind. It was Annabelle. I was thinking of, no, there's just a scene where, like, there's, I guess, a girl. I didn't see the movie, but I remember the trailer where the girl was, like, covered in a sheet, like, a lot of the clowns were in that room. So it's like, yeah. sheeted things always creep me out just from after seeing That, like, that happened the in the second Conjuring, too, I think. It happened It happened in, a, in one of the paranormal activities as well. It happens in everything. Well, the, the best, I still think the best is, I'm not sure which paranormal did it, but it's like, there's the, the cloth... And then they pull it, and there's nothing there. That oh god, that freaked. Well, the it's hell kind out of me. like what the Conjuring when she was doing the laundry, and it caught on something, yeah. and then it blew away. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I really oh. like the Conjuring. I need to watch that again. Have you seen the second one? It's it's as I didn't good. Like, no, I didn't like the second one as much due to like the last third or fourth of the movie. Yeah, the second one's you know, fun, doing, but it's not as good as the first one. They're doing they're doing a spinoff uh, about the nun in that one. I See, I I'll show up that. when that's their Annabelle. When Jake, or what's his name, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga are in it again. Yeah, I like well, they that. claim she yeah. claims the real 
Elizabeth, what? Well, not Elizabeth Warren. Uh, <laughs> you know the senator the, from Massachusetts, the real but the, but woman Warren. The couple, yeah. Claims yeah. her her husband was killed by a, a, a in by some spirit. So I imagine that will be. The, I wouldn't be surprised with yeah. that museum they had in their house. Well, they like went somewhere. They went there on a thing, take... and he got killed, or like he died a couple days Let's later. Let's take all like these that. super creepy possessed toys and items, and we're gonna put them in our house. But it seems Her like name James was Lorraine. Lorraine. It seems like James Lorraine. Wan is not yeah. interested in making another one of those, though. So I don't know if it will be worthwhile without him or not. But... Well, I mean, he's he's busy with what Aquaman now. Yep. Wonder how much other stuff. I thought those cl- oh, those yeah. clowns were they, really they, well done in that scene. Like you, it, it looked yeah. like a number of them were yeah, played by I, actors, I kind of wish, not moving. And I wish the one in the background, its head hadn't moved on camera. Oh yeah, when I was following him. Yeah, I like it when they are just like you change the camera and they are just already looking at him because it's even more jarring that way. And they and I know they made two references to the turtle because they had yeah the Lego turtle. And, and then they're in, swimming. Yeah, in the quarry, they stepped on a turtle. <laughs> but yeah, and I hope that's the only the only turtle nonsense we have to deal with in these movies. Bring on more turtles, says Zach. Like, what did you? We didn't talk about like we kind of talked about the final con- confrontation, but not completely I thought about it. Was well it. How done. did you guys think it was done? I mean, like, did, I, I didn't it, think it was. Georgie for a bit. I mean, not even half a second. Um, but oh no! But like, I don't, no, but like, I'm suppo- I don't think you were supposed. Yes, to. you are. They want you to think he might still be alive. Well, they want you, but people who've seen horror films know better. Well, this movie made well, 115 million dollars. People that don't normally see horror films are seeing it this weekend. So, so this two, so two comments about that. So one, I think they could have done the whole like, uh, when when Georgie calls the boat and it. I think that they was could like have done, the moment, you know, that was the moment. Yeah. But they could have pu- pushed that off till the end where, where Bill could reveal like, Oh, I know you're not Georgie because here's why blah, blah, blah. Um, and also too. Yeah. So when, and we were talking about this earlier when the final credits, like, uh, creeped on and it said it chapter one, I was surprised by how many people, like gasped, gasped yeah and like and groaned and were like oh my gosh there's gonna be another one and my my friend rob shout out to rob uh kind of muttered underneath his breath like y'all fucking living underneath a rock or something <laughs> like he was like i was just surprised that this movie got so much mainstream attention but and again maybe there's a difference between how i yeah most uh, people don't wikipedia media. things to know everything about okay. it before they you see know what? it you know what well, um, I, I would Google something and, like, in the top of Wikipedia would probably say it's based on the first half of the book. I wouldn't read the see, synopsis, I didn't, but... I didn't know that. Like, going in, had I not read the book, because I hadn't seen the miniseries, I wouldn't have known there was an adult timeline. It's like, okay, the only reason yeah. I knew was because I saw something that was like, the kids talk about who they want to star as them in the adult version. <laughs> like, oh, come on. <laughs> no, fair enough. Like, I guess... 
and I remember the the miniseries from when I was younger, like like vaguely, and so like I just remember I just re- claymation. Oh, for the uh, for the final. Like I think when the clown maybe goes down a drain, I think there was claymation. And when he opens the uh, the the drain, yeah, the drain to the sh- the log the shower room that mm. Eddie's in. I yeah, I just I think. I would, yeah, it was just so surprising. I was just like, how how is it? And there were people like my age, and it was just like, how is it that these people don't know what this is based off of, what the source material, how this because is like... Because it's 1,500 pages. <laughs> no one wants to read 1,500 pages. But not, Especially but not when it's that, like, like pedophilia bait and all that. So. <laughs> but see, honestly, one of my friends mentioned that. Like, my friend Jin was like, how is this book not well known for being like a pedophile's wet dream? Yeah. Like, like well, we like, all know that Woody Allen's gross. Why don't people know about this book? <laughs> well, but even even like the sense that like, again, we were talking about probably one of the reasons why people became so afraid of clowns was because of not just this book, but then the miniseries with Tim Curry that like came after it. Like, that's why I'm scared that of people, clowns. Like, I don't. Yeah. Anyways. To go back to the final fight sequence, I to talk about tone changes again. I think it it changed the tone from again this like scary horror film to a good versus evil kind of like coming of age like team up like action film almost. But I didn't <laughs> mind that at all. Like I loved that these kids were like kicking the ass. Of this it just made me think of what if they just put the music over it that they used in Shaun of the Dead when they're beating up the zombie in a circle? Oh, the, the uh... Queen. That was Queen, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, what if they had gone that route? I just imagined those two scenes merging well, actually, like, as when, they beat up Pennywise. When you said music, I was just thinking of that black and white... Just start kicking the shit out of them. Like, I appreciated this because they actually physically beat it, beat up Pennywise because they didn't in the book. It was like some weird mind game that Bill kind of... The ritual of Chud. Yeah, yeah Chud, they, where they bite they each learn, other's tongues. <laughs> don't they learn that from the turtle? Isn't that yeah, how... Yeah, that's something they learn from the and turtle. Again, and again, that's so stupid. But like, that it turtle. was just so stupid because it was like an internal mind game where basically Bill just screamed at Pennywise and beat him. <laughs> I, um, I think, honestly, that fight is the weakest part of the movie for me. And it's not, it's not awful. I just, I had a hard time with, like, just... A few kids, you know, I just know how much this, worse this it clown. Been. That's yeah, but they're just like kicking the shit out of this clown. Well, it hurts. But if a kid to... came up to you and hit you with the bat, it would hurt. Not if I was like a super like yeah, but interdimensional. This is another thing that wasn't entity. mentioned. It wasn't yeah. mentioned in this as well, but in the book, you learn that the guys Pennywise takes on, he's weak to all the things that thing's weak to so like when he was the werewolf he got shot with the silver bullet that's right yeah so uh, so it's like if he was a real clown by those rules it would hurt to get beat up by kids yeah a lot they could kill him with a lot of stuff but <laughs> yeah. um but it, it went back to it like what redeemed that to me so it wasn't a big deal was at the very end where he's like hanging on at the bottom of that other drain and I, <laughs> see i, I didn't that, like that I where he was, was just great. like fears and he fell what was that just he was he was quoting the thing that Bill always said underneath his. Oh breath no, that I'm like, not talking about. No, no, he no, just no. said. But his, he just said the word fears and dropped. His, his last. No, word I was think fear. fears was the last word. Last word of the thing. No, that, the last no. word of the thing was ghosts. 
Yeah, it's uh, he oh, okay. bangs his fists against the posts it's and still, still insists, insists he, sees, he, he sees the ghosts. Which they they did mention, but that's that was something to help him with his stuttering, wasn't it? Yeah, it was something his mom taught him to say. Yeah. I have no idea what any of you are talking about. <laughs> the final. I just, just want to bring fight. up the final fight because it's like I, like I don't know if we should talk about his final form, because I don't know if they're going to do that in the adult story. I, I hope they do. I don't think they would, since they didn't do it in the child version. Well, no, no they I, have to. You have to up the say, Annie in the sequel. I will say. I will say in it's, the in the miniseries, he's only a clown the first time they fight him. Mm. So in and the I, book, um, he's not. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I would love to see that form in, and I can't say what it is, but I'd love to see that in the next movie because it. They kind of they kind of tease at it at one uh, point. Slightly, the movie. but the the the. Look, there's. Oh, with his hands. When his hands start um, growing and looking claw-like. Uh, and then oh, when he's that also... looked more like a praying mantis. <laughs> yeah, but um, but then in um, the the miniseries, that form actually looks pretty cool mm-hmm. when it's an actual like prop. But then there are scenes where it's like a green screen or blue screen, and yeah. it looks... It just Yeah, I was kind of bummed we didn't get to see it in this one, just because I wanted to see how they were going to do it. Yeah, I'm curious to see, like, yeah, I, I just... I, I bet they're saving something to make the sequel that they're worried might not be good enough work better. We'll see. Okay, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, it sounds like we have three pretty emphatic yeses and one... Yeah, go see it. Be part of the cultural conversation. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm Zach Oldenburg. We write at Middle of the Row. Middle of Row. No, the. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at, at Zach Oldenburg. I'm uh, Ben Grigsby. You can follow me at, at the Grigsby Bear. Or you can find us on Facebook, Middle of the Row. Uh, just make sure you look at the one that has the the picture of Fez from the game Fez. There's more than one middle of the row. Yeah, dude. When I when I tried to find it and send it to a friend a while back, there was like seven of them. We're Facebook.com/slash middle of the row. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Just saying. All right. So find us at Facebook.com/slash middle of the row. Uh, I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can find me. At, at another Rahul J on Twitter, and the J is just the letter. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Middle of Row. Uh, so you can get updates for the reviews that we post, or just stuff we're watching throughout the week, or when we post new podcast episodes. And I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me at on Twitter at Beware of Trees, and we are on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. It is middle of row, by the way. That's right. No, said. I'm talking about Facebook. Uh, but when I searched for middle of the row, we were the top one. Maybe it's just because I. Well, it's probably because it's you're following. You I'm on it yeah. or whatever. Stupid other people. Hashtag no the. Hashtag no the. But remember, the best seats are in the middle of the row. <laughs>